0: In this week's update, the big payoffs starting to roll. Small and mid-cap M&A is a given. Individually, it's just a matter of when. And we're in the sweet spot for multiple industry groups. My name's Gary Davis, as always, this is General Advice Only, and please remember to like and subscribe to the video. Uh, We've had such a hugely successful week that I hope um, viewers will just indulge me a little bit while I provide a perspective on, on what we're doing. Um, so as, as members would know, it, it's just been really a stunning week. We've been building since late 2022. Um, we've had strong foundations in place. But the first four or five months of this year were pretty hard to get, get through. It was a tough period. But we had clear plans, we had patience, and, uh, and we had an accurate perspective on what was real and what wasn't real. You know, there was a lot of rubbish about lithium, and you just needed to be able to understand the the basics to get through that period. But now the big results are starting to flow across um, all three model portfolios uh, in the Insiders Club. Uh, And many of these same stocks have been covered multiple times in Portfolio Analyst as well, because they're some of my highest conviction businesses and have been for some time. But the good news is, and this is the message that I really want to convey, is that There are many more really outstanding results that are still in the process of unfolding. All the elements are there. We just haven't had the price response yet, but the week we've just had in the last couple of weeks demonstrate that 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 price response does come. Now, PA members will know uh, from last week's video that um, there were many opportunities, many very promising opportunities presented in, in the US and also locally. Uh, along with um, quite clear entry, exit, trade management plans, um, and there were also a couple of really vital educational uh, pieces as well. Um, some, you know, some really good questions. Questions that I think are on most traders and investors' minds, and, and it's all about you know fear of missing out, fear of sudden price falls, all those sort of things. Now we're right. Right now, we're in the sweet spot, which I've been talking about now all year. Um, and now is the time to be building. In my opinion, there, there is really no time to lose because some of the price movements that we saw last week, um, you know, where prices can double in a week, uh, just show that you can miss out a great deal if you drag your feet. Um, now, Insiders Club members also know that we, we had 100% gainer in um, in four days last week, and that's been one of my highest conviction core stocks for quite some time, and there are also multiple other um, strong gains. So you know, insider club members uh, were certainly smiling last week. the um, The PA trial, the portfolio analyst trial, is uh, is still available. It's a dollar for two weeks. Um, And you'll get a great deal of insight, you get a great deal of education, and you'll see some opportunities. But frankly, Portfolio Analyst is an opportunity to get comfortable with how I do things, but the real value is in the Insiders Club. Because that's where the the combination of uh, written reports, video, and the open-ended email support that I provide is helping members enormously. Now I'm, you know, I'm pretty biased, obviously, but I don't think you're gonna find a better source of value anywhere in Australia. So hopefully you'll indulge me that little uh, little bit of promotion because it really was uh, a terrific week. All right, let's start with some market perspective. There, uh, the risk of repeating myself, there's just some amazing opportunities uh, to be exploited in coming years. Um, all commodities will move into significant deficit situations. Some of them are there now. Um, some are going to take a couple of years. You know nickel is probably one of the one of the prime examples because of some dynamics that are happening happening at the moment. You know it's it's going to remain in surplus for uh, for a few more years yet. Um, but all of the commodities eventually are going to reach a, um, a point of deficit because the demand for um, for uh, materials in the energy transition is such that, you know, nothing is going to be able to keep up. And the other key point is that markets wait for no one. And we in the last week, we've just seen some incredibly rapid moves. So you only need to miss by, you know, a few days or a week or two, and you can miss out on a huge amount of... Um, of a gain, um, one needs to develop your plans now and be ready to position on that weakness. If if you stand around and wait for the media to ring the bell and tell you that you know now's a good time, then it's probably a really dangerous time because most of it, you know, most of that surge is probably baked in and, and it's overdone. Um, so you've you've got to get ready in advance. Chasing hot sectors is just a recipe for disaster um, in in this kind of market where prices are moving quickly. Now, the other key perspective is that China, economically, is still struggling. Uh, Trade is weak. Um, Inflation is not an issue. In fact, deflation is not a ridiculous concept for for China. Um, Bank lending is is weak. but I guess you know the good news out of all this is that they're free to stimulate, and that's what they've started doing. But the other bright spot is that new energy vehicles sales are strong. Um, you know, so that's that's the bright spot, and that means increasing commodity demand. So that's the the overall market perspective. We'll start with America, the S&P whacked on 2.6% across the week. And as we'll see from the money flows, it's definitely continuing to support the bullish case, perhaps in the short term, getting a little bit too hot in some sectors like technology. But it's good to see that breadth is now less of an issue. We're getting more and more parts of the market now uh, joining in. Um, so that's a, that's a positive for the American market. The U.S. dollar was uh, was a bit lower again, down to 102. Uh, the yield was uh, up again slightly, 3.77 on the 10-year. The VIX also down, so the really just continuation of the trends that we've seen, down to 13 and a half, which is really in the context of the last three years is is very low. You know, you go back to 2019 and we had VIX levels that were lower than that, but that's quite some time since we've been down at this level and the 10-year two-year spread is negative 0.93 so still screaming recession let's jump in and look at some charts Uh, we'll start with the nasdaq the nasdaq got it was pretty excited last week got even more excited in the week just gone a little bit of a turn down on friday now it was options expiry in america so You know, the volume was up. So you've just got to look at that and and not place a lot of importance on it because of the options expiry. So we'll get more of a a feel for what's happening with the NASDAQ after, you know, the first three or four days of trading uh, next week. Uh, If we look at the Russell 2000 uh, for small caps, uh, quite a nice move over the last couple of weeks. So I drew attention to this uh, on the 2nd of June, so two Fridays ago. When uh, it made this very very concerted uh, breakout, and it went on with it in the um, in the subsequent two weeks, so that's that's good to see that the breadth is now coming back into the market. That makes the overall index advance more sustainable. Let's look at the S and P. Uh, look at it on a on a daily. Or this is the equal weight S and P, so it's moving up. So that's where the market cap doesn't dominate the. Um, the chart, and this is the uh, this is the raw S and P. So this is obviously heavily influenced by um, by the big tech stocks. Let's look at where the money flows are going. No real change. Um, Nasdaq versus the S and P slight turn down Friday, but you know, this is an enormously powerful run up that uh, that started in uh, at the start of the year. Uh, semiconductors versus the S and P also screaming off the map. There was some profit-taking in uh, semiconductors on Friday, but, you know, there needed to be semiconductors. are just getting getting too hot. Um, So they need a bit of a consolidation. They need a bit of cooling off. But I think there's still um, a lot of bullish times ahead. And if we look at um, this uh, sector chart, all the main sectors, this is over the last quarter. Technology, um, consumer... um, Consumer, sorry, communication services, consumer discretionary. So they're all the aggressive parts of the market. And over the last quarter, you can see they've outperformed finance, materials, energy, uh, healthcare, and, um, and staples, consumer staples by a considerable margin. So let's zero in and see if that, um, that is being sustained. So let's go in from the last quarter to the last month. And you can see we've still got the same order. A little bit of a change in in the strength, but it's still pretty much the same order. Materials picking up in the last couple of weeks, um, but otherwise everything else remains in um, in the same order. So that um, that folks is um, is the U.S. market. Um, let's look at the dollar on a weekly chart. So quite a Quite a significant move back to the downside, and the Australian dollar, of course, was the inverse of that and moved very positively to the upside. And um, you know, iron ore being strong, um, oil picking up a bit, you know, the, those things all all sort of helped. A stimulus in China, that all helps sentiment towards um, towards the Australian dollar. OK, let's just uh, have a look at what happened in Australia. So 6,803 is where our dollar finished. Our index added 1.8% across the week. Um, not sure how things may open on uh, on Monday. Last week, Infotech was the big winner in uh, in Australia, especially small caps in the Infotech uh, sector. Um, Health care got whacked big time with CSL. CSL was down about 7 8%. Um, on um on a report where the the main problem is is currency headwinds you know the business itself is still going along very nicely and um and guidance um excluding um currency headwinds is um is still really solid so that's certainly had an impact uh, on the index now the mergers and acquisitions activity for commodity stocks in in 2023 is already multiple, uh, many multiples of what we've seen over the last 10 years, according to um, fire trial. Um, so, you know, that is a theme that is really now starting to kick in massively. And uh, just, you know, and that's just in five months. So the, the first five months of the year, the the and activity activity is, is many times what we've seen for entire years over the last decade. So very, very strong signs there. And it's no surprise because when you look at it, it's cheaper and faster to buy someone than to develop, go out and have to do all of the exploration, all of the regulations, and you know, all of the development activities. It's just, uh, it's just quicker and cheaper to do it that way. But of course, all that does is it doesn't do anything for supply of commodity. It just rearranges the deck chairs so commodity prices have to rise for two reasons. One, because demand is outstripping supply, and so that's just natural laws of economics. And secondly, the price needs to go up to incentivise the, um, the further investment um, because you know, the, the, marginal, the marginal resource um, requires a, a higher commodity price to be developed. Or to justify being developed, so whichever way you look at it, commodity prices are, uh, are going to move higher over uh, over time. They're just going to do it in a different order. All right, precious metals um, was down three dollars to nineteen fifty eight. So you know, gold is um, is still struggling to you know achieve that momentum to break out above twenty one hundred. A lot of it at the moment is is about the perception over interest rates. So the perception is that the Fed is on pause um, and may or may not increase rates uh, further after a pause, but we're still seeing increased rates in other parts of the world. So the perception is that um, rates could go higher and that of course is not good for gold because gold doesn't provide a yield. Um, now, when you translate Slightly lower gold price and the higher Australian dollar, it resulted in a fall in Australian dollar gold price. So we're we're up over three thousand a few weeks ago. Now we're we're down under twenty nine hundred. Uh, there are plenty of there were plenty of robust local moves last week, though, despite the weaker metals metals price. Part of that is um, is because of this MA activity. So. What happens is that the stocks that are perceived to be the primary targets, so they either have a resource or they have strategic geographical value or something that makes them more of a target than other stocks. And it's those ones that start to attract a premium. There's there's no takeover offer yet. But the market starts to price in the fact that one could be coming. And I think that is starting to assert itself in the Australian market. Um, you know, no particularly fabulous moves at the moment, but I think now is the time to be positioning in that area. All right, let's just have a quick look at, uh, at the gold charts. Sorry, that's the wrong. Didn't put the right code in there. XAU. There we go. So there's uh, there's gold on a weekly chart. So fair range. Uh, the lows down got down to 1925 before uh, before we bounced a bit. So that's the weekly chart. We're cl- the good news is we're closer to the top of this range, which has been in place now since 2020. So the range is from 1660 to uh 2080 so we're right up up the top but it's just um you know it's not getting that momentum and if you look at that on a on a daily chart you can see more clearly that we're just not um we're just not building that momentum to um to follow the move that we got here uh on the 4th of may so it's only um only about six weeks ago that we set new all-time highs and then immediately lost it that's what's so frustrating about the um about the gold price. Okay, so that's uh, that's precious metals market. Looking at other commodities, uh, copper moved higher, three eighty seven. Nickel also higher to ten thirty eight. Crude oil um, gained a dollar or so, seventy one point four four. And as I've been saying all year, there's a there's an opportunity in the energy sector. Now, according to Rydstad Energy. The exploration spending has been on a sharp downhill uh, trend since 2015, which is, um, uh, you know, happens in conjunction with uh, the, the whole climate change agenda. So, exploration spending is moving sharply lower. So, therefore, discovery has plummeted. But at the same time, overall energy demand continues to rise. Now, some of that is coming from renewables, but a lot of it is still coming from uh, fossil fuels. So that's, that's the reality. And the other reality is that, and this hasn't really dawned on politicians or the media yet, that you just can't turn on the renewable energy supply quickly enough to replace the gap it it just can't be done, and that that penny hasn't dropped yet. But there's a lot of well constructed, well thought out reports coming out now from industry experts that um, that you know make it very very clear that the, the transition to renewable energies is just not going to happen with the speed that people expect it to do. And so therefore, the pathway has got to change. You know this balance between replacing existing fossil fuel Power generation with renewables—the pathways just got to change, otherwise the lights go out. That's pretty much the um, the long and the short of it. And um, you know, I think everybody is just sort of nodding and expecting that the energy transition by twenty thirty is going to happen. Well, it's not. So um, it's going to be very interesting to see how that uh, that balance point um, is going to be met. Uh, in lithium news, not, not much, um, nothing new, but, um, but the price action continues to improve. There's the spot copper chart. So quite a nice rebound from just below 360. And if we look at um, the six month uh, warehouse levels in the LME, uh, they've come off from 100,000 tonnes down to 80,000 tonnes. So that certainly helped uh, the copper price. And there's nickel also rebounding. All right, wrapping it up. Now's the time to get set in the market. You know, not necessarily to be, you know, just rushing in and buying, but to get yourself organised, get your plans in place, and get set for what is um, just a fabulous opportunity. And I've been talking about this since 2021 about the fact that the rest of this decade was going to be um, was going to be volatile, but it was going to be potentially. Um, very, very um, significant wealth builder, but look—you've got to do your homework. You can't just front up and buy, you know, buy whatever, buy whatever's being tipped or in the media. In my view, the majority of stocks across the market are dangerous, even in the commodity space. You know, as bullish as I am on, on lithium and copper and and um, you know graphite and rare earths, the majority of stocks in that area are dangerous. They're poor quality. A, a lot of them almost exist to pay the salaries of um, of you know, the executives. So uh, there's just so much danger, even in a hot space. Um, and of course, in the non-commodity area, the same applies. The overall markets have very significant risks. I don't need to you know tick off all the things that could go wrong. So there's significant risk in the market. So the message that I keep giving members all the time is, just let's control what we can control because we are in control of most things to do with our investing and we can't control um, you know what happens with individual stock prices from time to time but the way we construct our portfolio you certainly can and most parts of that you uh, you are in control of so that's the message for this week. Portfolio Analyst last week, uh, I, you know, I got a lot of uh, very, very good feedback, um, presented numerous opportunities uh, in America um, and in Australia. Um, stocks for the watch list, stocks that I think are, um, are going to pay off really, really well. We also got a question about um, what to do when stocks are roaring higher, whether you're in them or not in them. How do you play that? And that I'm sure that is exercising many minds at the moment. You know, the fear of missing out is um, is kicking in. But there was also a very good question about how do you manage the fear of sudden price falls? You know, if if you got beaten up badly in 2022, as many people did, because you know, 2022 was one of the toughest years of the last couple of decades. Um, so, how do you manage the fear from the the experience you had in 2022? And I'm sure a lot of people listening to this video can identify with that. So, I, you know, I gave you some gave out some very clear thoughts on how you organise yourself to make it easier on your psychology. So that was Portfolio Analyst last week, um, and of course, as I mentioned earlier, there's a 14 day trial for a dollar, gives you a chance to um, to look at. You know how I how I do things, the perspective that I have on various parts of the market. So very exciting times if you want to know more there's some um, information on the website my email address is there and um, I'll be back with you next Sunday with as much enthusiasm as I have today. Cheers.